Okay, here we go. Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. I'm very excited about the guest today. His name goes by Jordan Coyle. Jordan is the coach over at St. Mary's University on the men's lacrosse team. We're going to sit down, talk to him, see what he likes about coaching, and maybe see some of the things that he finds more difficult about coaching. Also, I want to talk about lacrosse and the growth in this province here in Nova Scotia. He's heavily involved in the lacrosse community around here, so I'm excited to sit down and talk to him about that. Also, him and I played in an international lacrosse tournament last year we're going to share some stories about that and i also want to mix in a little bit of nhl playoff talk it's been an incredible playoff so far and there's tons of you know headlines that we could talk about so we're definitely going to talk about that as well you're in for a great listen here we go Okay, here we go. Jordan Coyle, my guy. What's going on? Not too much, Belly. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Long time listener. Looking forward to talking some lax today. I'm excited too, man. It's been a lot of hockey. Not that I don't love hockey, but I'm excited to mix in a little bit of lacrosse here. Perfect timing too with the season right around the corner. Oh my God. What like... Just to like excite, like I don't, even, I don't even know how to explain it. Like this time of year, I remember I had a podcast with Spencer Cameron, and I was talking about the smells of a hockey rink before going in. I have the exact same feeling as a lacrosse smell walking into the rinks with no ice, just knowing that the season's around the corner. Oh, it's absolutely incredible! You're probably rolling up in shorts, t-shirt, maybe flip flops, sun shining, yeah. beautiful day, and you just know you're about to get a great workout in, yeah. have a ton of fun, see all the boys, have some laughs in the dressing room. Yeah, it's a great time. It's almost like a more advanced level of like beer hockey. Like it's, it's just like when you have beers after the game, but you actually really care and there's refing and there's things like that in our league. It's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. And like you said too, it's a great workout. Absolutely, and the beer is just a nice reward after. The beer is a great reward after. Um, okay, so yeah, there's tons of things that I want to talk about. We could really ramble on about anything. Let's start. Uh, yeah, let's start with you uh, coaching at St. Mary's University as uh, the men's lacrosse um, coach. Yeah, so I've been coaching at SMU for the last three years. Honestly, I've done a lot of coaching over the years, and it's been by far the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. Right now, we've got a fantastic group of young guys, really exciting team, and they're fun to work with. They all want to work hard, get better, and it's, it's a really great program to be a part of. I went to St. Mary's myself. It's a great school. Yeah. Really into sports. It's a, it's a fun atmosphere to yeah. be around for sure. That's awesome. When it comes to like the gear and equipment and stuff like that, who pays for that? Does the school get that? Like the helmets and gloves and stuff? No, the 
the players are responsible for showing up with their with gear. Their gear. Yeah, the team uh, the team does a lot of fundraising, and we get a little bit of funding from the school. Yeah, there's actually a new athletic director who's very pro lacrosse. Well, that's and, always nice. Yeah, recent discussions have been we're going to get a little bit more funding. The team did just buy a new set of gloves. Nice, but it's out of the team budget for the year. Okay, so like you guys travel and stuff too. Like you guys get the bus, you guys go to like. Where's the furthest team you would go in the AUS? The furthest we'll go is to Fredericton to play UNB. How much fun is that? Those road trips. Oh, it's amazing. We've lucked out the last three years that we've done it because it's very early on in the season. So the boys all head up to New Brunswick <laughs> for the weekend. We'll go up to UNB, play them Saturday. Yeah. Head to Moncton, spend the night in Moncton Saturday night. Oh, boy. And then Sunday, go play Mount Allison. So it's great for team bonding. I was going to say, that's incredible. And that's funded by the school. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's it's a bonus. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really nice that they help out with the hotels because that, that would take yeah. a lot out of the team to pay for that. Yeah. Do you, what's, I don't, I don't think we've ever had this conversation. Do you find any difference? Well, there is a difference, but which do you like more box or field? Have you, have you coached both? I've coached both. Yeah. So Yeah. Give me your take on that. That's a really tough question. Mm. Um, and it kind of depends what season I'm in, what my answer would be. Okay. But like I mentioned earlier, coaching at St. Mary's is the most fun I've had. Yeah. I really enjoy coaching field. And yeah. a lot of that's attributed to the group of guys on the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that goes a long way. Yeah. I feel like I like box lacrosse more as a player, but my best playing experience was at St. Mary's because you're playing for your university. So yeah. that kind of swings the yeah. tables a bit towards Absolutely. Field. Do you like the long stick? I always struggled with it. I love the long stick. Do you? Give me an extra two feet to whack, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I hated it because I hated getting <laughs> whacked, man. Goal, goalies in field lacrosse. I don't understand. Those guys are a different breed with the no gear. When I first rolled up to a field lacrosse game and I was like, wait a second, that's how big the net is and that's what the goalie looks like. I was like, this is Christmas. Like it was just insane. Uh, those guys are just—they're out of their mind. Like you couldn't—you couldn't pay me a thousand dollars to stand in there for a practice and take a couple shots. Yeah, I don't. And guys get it. are just ripping. Isn't it? It's insane. That's not. It's a. T- it's a very tough ball. Indian rubber ball. Like I don't get it. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um. So yeah, coaching at St. Mary's. Do you find the guys that come in that are younger are a little bit more like hesitant to warm up to the new guys, or do you feel that the lacrosse community is so tight in Nova Scotia that everyone just kind of knows everyone? I feel like the lacrosse community in Nova Scotia is really tight, and there's a great sense of team with this particular group of guys at St. Mary's. Like they're all boys. Like this year, the last couple years, yeah, which is makes coaching so much more enjoyable yeah but they're all hanging out together taking classes together a bunch of them live together so when there's new guys that are coming through they're just welcoming them right in taking them out showing them around campus you know introducing them to the nightlife home by 11 p.m of course yeah that's awesome do you have any guys that like come out of town that come to st mary's like guys from new brunswick or like fredericton like you said yeah we've got uh we've actually got guys from as far out as victoria really yeah so this year we had uh one guy from new brunswick jesse mcgarvey who we played senior with yes 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 yes. um our goalie was from ontario so that was a huge pickup for us crazy yeah he won goalie of the year so nice to have someone you can trust between the pipes absolutely yeah he's a little bit older his name's phil so everyone uh, what 
Phil. His name's yeah. Phil. All the boys call him Uncle Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah, best nickname on the squad. That's awesome. And then, yeah, we've got a young stud, Joey, from uh, Victoria. Yeah. And he was a huge pickup for us as well. I saw you, you had an Instagram picture. It was like, and the caption was gold. What was it? It was invited to the dance, but didn't get the pony or something. What was it? <laughs> Made it to the dance, didn't get the girl. Yeah, that was it. That was so good. <laughs> that was from this year's championship weekend. Uh, it was the first time Smuse played in the final in seven years. Wow. Who'd you play against? We played against Dalhousie. It was a great game. Most exciting game I've coached in this season. Probably ever, actually. Who wow. am I kidding? Wow. And, where, uh, where what field? Dalhousie hosted championship weekend, so... Um, it starts out, you play in the quarters, hmm. then you go on to the semis, and our semi was against St. Avex. It was an absolute war. Made it through, saw Dal in the finals. That's awesome. You didn't, did you, you didn't get the finals, eh? We, no, we, 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 did, we did not. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Even just making it there was a huge accomplishment. I think the only people who believed at the start of the year that we could do it was our coaching staff and our players and everyone That's else all it takes. counted us out, but we just put our heads down, went to work. Yeah. How much easier is it as a coach knowing that the guys outside of the field or locker room are always together? Like, is there ever any um, a point in your coaching career where there was like controversy on the team or anything like that? Or does it make it easier to tell the guys what to do when they're all, you know what I mean? Kind of one. Absolutely. It makes it so much easier when all the boys get along. They've got the same goal. They're all friends. Yeah. They support each other, look out for each other, have each other's back. Yeah. It, it goes a long way. And honestly, that's half the battle as a coach is bringing the team together. You try and do team bonding, do, what, get you, everyone do, do on the same anything? page. Did you guys like ever do anything as a team, like everyone out together, other than like getting hammered at a house or something like that? But like anything like that? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't be involved in yeah, any of no, that. Of I don't know what the Yo, players yes, would yes. be up to. But Jesus, we can't offend anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> no underage drinking. No, I think the boys like to get after it every now and then. Of that's course. for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. No, we'll go to hockey games. Like, go check out Smew Hockey Games. The boys are really involved in the community. Our uh, water boy, he's been with the team for like six or seven years. Graham Robertson. Graham. He's, he plays uh, in the Special Olympics. Wow. So the boys have started volunteering with that a little bit. Nice. They uh, put in a team for motion ball this year at St. Mary's to fundraise, and they had Graham as their athlete. So That's cool. Yeah, they it kind of just takes place on its own, you yeah. know. Maybe after a weekend of playing, everyone will go out and grab some pizza together and hang out. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you guys went to the finals, the fact that everyone was so close that year? Do you think that's a huge – do you think that is relevant? Oh, absolutely. It made a world of difference. If the team wasn't as close as they were, we couldn't have got to where we did. They're all like brothers. They're all best friends. Yeah. And it makes coaching so much more enjoyable and it makes playing more fun for them. You, I mean, you've played tons of sports, Belly, you know, yeah. when everyone on the team's having fun, getting yeah. along, that's the best feeling in the world. Like you feel like, bring it on. We'll play any fucking team. I'll run through a wall. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The podcast I did yesterday with Luke, he won a championship in the junior A division with Somerset. And he said the exact same thing. Like a huge part of winning a championship is just making sure that everyone in the room is on one page. It's, it's a cool thing. It's something that I don't. I guess you could relate it to business too, but I don't think I've ever come across it in business. But in sports, it's a cool thing when everyone is on the exact same line. I guess you could say. Absolutely, and it's it's pretty special because it doesn't happen all that often. No, I mean, there's anyone who's played sports long enough, they know there's lots of bad years and yeah. years that just, where it doesn't work out. So when it all comes together, it's a great feeling. No, it's wicked. 
Um, well, that's awesome, man. Is there anything from coaching that you find challenging? Like you're talking about all the good things and things that are awesome about it. Is there anything that you find like uh, that's maybe more difficult, maybe like a point to get across or an aspect of coaching that you just don't really like? Um, I'll tell you one thing I didn't like, which I don't have to deal with it at St. Mary's, but parents. Parents. Parents yeah. are a big deal. Absolutely. Um, very involved. I think it's probably even worse today with helicopter parents, but <laughs> all, all the coaching I've done has just been with friends. So we're young guys. We have no skin in the game besides we just want to help lacrosse out. Yeah. And, you know, you get some parents that maybe think their kids a lot better than they are. And, you know, oh, my kid should be on the power play. Why isn't my kid on the penalty kill? Really? And it's, you know, they kind of blame you, but I just want what's best for the team. Oh, absolutely. But these parents aren't paying any money, are they? Or it's just their... Well, in minor lacrosse, they are. Oh, minor, a provincial okay, team, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. But yeah, no problems at all whatsoever at St. Mary's. Yeah, I was going to um, say. I mean, yeah. Oh, that would suck. So how, are you are you good with saying, I'm sorry, your kid isn't that good? Or how do you how do you let them down easy? Uh, I'll be pretty honest. Will you? Yeah. Another, another guy who's great for being honest, Blake McDonald, who we <laughs> oh, went to yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, has no yeah, problem yeah, telling the truth. I'm sure he does. <laughs> does he coach? Uh, yeah, me and him coached for a couple years together, coached uh, some Bantam Select teams for Halifax, and we coached Provincial, so okay, cool. that was a lot of fun. I actually want to talk to you about this because I'm completely out of the loop when it comes to it. I should know. I'm terrible for that, but Northwest, they're not a the organization that I played for. They're not an organization anymore. Do you know why or what happened? Um, basically, it just came down to numbers from my understanding. And over the years, the grassroots program has kind of deteriorated. Oh. So for the last couple of years, the only team they've actually had is the junior team. And oh, so, oh. this past year, a huge chunk of guys graduated and they just had no one coming through to fill the ranks. They drafted players and picked up some young guys, but they just didn't quite have the. They weren't able to field the team, so they had to fold. And from what I understand, Northwest is no longer, which is absolutely crazy. And I mean, there's a million reasons why, but think about it, like the neighborhood that you grew up in, how many of you and all the boys, I mean, I play senior with most of you now, Yeah. like all the guys from Clayton Park, Jasper Keystone, Bird, yeah. Jack Beliveau, there's so many guys on so many streets that played. And you know, I don't know if you know this name, do you know uh, Wayne Fink? Yes, I do. That guy was a huge contribution to bringing up lacrosse in Nova Scotia, at least at my age. He's the one that put a stick in my hand for the first time. And he just got the whole neighborhood into it. And then that's kind of what formed Northwest, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've heard so many Northwest guys say, like, Wayne got me started. He was a teacher at elementary school here, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a gym teacher. I remember we had gym class with him one year and he was just like, hey, any kids that don't want to like go out and play at recess or lunchtime, you can come to the gym and throw the ball up against the wall if you want to come here. And as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like I'm playing lacrosse like every single day. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds amazing. Where do I sign up? Yeah, he was like, I don't know. It was I was hooked. I was hooked by the sport. It was uh, I, I lived in British Columbia when I was younger and I saw people play because it's massive out in British Columbia, the sport. And I remember looking at it, be like, yeah, that's not for me. You know, I was hockey, hockey, hockey. And then when Wayne Fink introduced it to me and I found out that the skill set was somewhat similar to hockey, I was all on board. You know what I mean? It's such an addicting sport. So it's almost like surfing. Like apparently when you get to catch a wave for the first time, you're just like, I'm hooked. Lacrosse for me, it was just as soon as I was able to score a goal, hit someone, I was just hooked. 
What oh, was your What was your experience with it? Yeah, I I feel the same way. Although I didn't do much scoring goals. Yeah, well, let's say you <laughs> got to nail some people. Maybe <laughs> if I'm, maybe if I'm lucky in practice, but <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, just throwing that ball up the floor to make a nice pass so somebody like Valley can yeah. go on a run and score is such that. a great feeling. Great pass. Um, love laying the lumber on somebody. And yeah. even if you're just hanging out with a buddy, tossing the ball around on a sunny Saturday afternoon, it's it's such an enjoyable game. Mm, it is. It's a, There's a flow to it almost like, you know, like uh, I guess like hockey too. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a combination of so many sports. And when you watch at the higher levels – it's just incredible to see the way an offense will zing that ball around. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out there moving nonstop the entire time. Yeah. It's it's something if you haven't seen a game before, shameless plug here, definitely go out and catch a lacrosse game in Nova Scotia this summer. That's another thing I want to talk to you about too. Jordan and I play in the senior league uh, here in Halifax, and it does it does well. Like how many teams are in the league? Four. Four, four teams in the league, but each team has like fifteen guys. It's a it's a great league. But not the biggest fan base. Not a lot of people come out. Mostly girlfriends and families. But if you're ever looking to see some like good lacrosse and want to come out and learn a little bit more about the sport, just look it up on Google, and you could have like a great night cheap. I'm pretty sure they allow beer in the stands too. You just bring your own beer, and it's a great time. It's a great sport. Absolutely, games yeah. are in the evenings during the week, so yeah. nobody. It's not cutting in anybody's cottage time or yeah, patio exactly. time on the weekends. Exactly. Do you know where the games are at this year? I heard they're going to be in Dartmouth. Yeah, they're at the new fourplex over there from what I've heard. So that'll be interesting to check out. Have you been there yet? I haven't been there. I've driven by it a handful of times. Yeah, but it'll be interesting for those that haven't played lacrosse before. We play box cross inside a hockey rink yeah. with the ice out. But every floor, the cement that we run on has a different texture, reacts differently to the temperature. So some rinks have these amazing floors that you could run forever. Some, if it rained the day before, for the next two days, the floor's super slippery. Yeah. So going to a new arena is always kind of testy. Nobody knows. It could be banana land in there. <laughs> yeah. Sli- I, remember just, the, just yeah. a slip and slide indoors. Oh, terrible. No one can play when it's slippery. Yeah. Remember that rink in Moncton? Yes. In Midget? That, I couldn't play in there. I couldn't. Oh, it was like home team advantage. They're used to it because they're running practices in it every day. And the home team had like duct tape on the bottom of their shoes, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Putting hub above on their sneakers. Yeah, putting hub. Yeah, Jesus. I remember that. It's the worst. It takes the fun out of lacrosse when the floor is slippery. <laughs> we should get over there and do some like investigating yeah. before the season starts. Kind of get over there and test the grounds a little bit. Talk to the talk to the rink guy. Yeah, talk to the rink guy. Get some temperatures going. Like, what do you keep this floor temperature at right now? Might want to heat it up a bit. <laughs> That's funny. I can't wait. Just talking about it now just gets me going. Oh, I'm I'm really pumped. It's going to be exciting. We got some great young players that we've picked up in the draft over Did the last we? year coming up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, one guy, Brian Huey, just won a D2 championship last spring, so he'll be playing with us. Him and Drew played together forever, so they'll expect some sick chemistry out of them. See people that are listening right now. Like, there's talented guys that play college and come over here and play in the senior league. There's some. There's great skill. Like, it's not a. We're not trying to sell you anything that's uh, that's faulty. Yeah, there's some amazing young players coming through right now. I feel like every year more and more, I want to say kids, but guys go down to the States to play prep school or college. Yeah. And then every summer more and more the young guys are going off to Ontario or BC to play in what are the best box cross leagues in the world. Yeah. And it's great for Nova Scotia. It's great that we're 
getting our foot more in the door across the country on the national stage. Absolutely. When uh, when I was younger, we played on a national stage in, uh, I think it was British Columbia. We held our own. And ever since that year, I've always noticed that Nova Scotia has just been doing um, better when it came to the rankings. I know you've done a lot of traveling with uh, Nova, Scotia lacrosse, Nova Scotia lacrosse, and you've been to some national tournaments. Tell me about your experience over there. Oh, they were, it was absolutely incredible. I was completely blown away. I coached at uh, Pee Wee Nationals in Whitby, and they have what's called the Ontario Lacrosse Fest going on. So while this tournament's going on, all the provincial championships are going on. Wow. So you've got, there's a four pad and a five pad that nationals are hosted at. So you've got the Pee Wee Nationals, the Midget Nationals, and Ontario Provincials for every age group. So it's just packed with Yeah, it's lacrosse players. central. There's lacrosse like, mania. Yeah, people selling gear, souvenirs. All the kids are going crazy. They want to get, you know, the new stick. Yeah, that's awesome. So where did you go? You said Alberta? Uh, I went to Whitby. Whitby. Ontario. Um, British Columbia the next year in Vancouver. Uh, that was, they were in Vancouver and it was absolutely amazing. Incredible, like, such a beautiful place, isn't it? What month did you go? We went in early August, yeah. Prime Vancouver weather. How sunny was it? Consistent, oh, unbelievable. I don't think there was ever a cloud in the sky. Yeah. Went out there with Smelter, and yeah. he used to live out there, so his buddy lent did us he? his condo on the English Bay for the weekend, yeah. So, me, Vinny, him, and his son Stu were <laughs> camped out early in Vancouver, just taking it all in. It, it was a great time. Man, that's incredible. Yeah. I love when sports can take you in other places in the world. It's just like you're going to Vancouver to coach some lacrosse, but yet a connection is made and you get to stay at English Bay in a condo. Yeah. And I mean, traveling's fun as it is, but it's a hundred times better when you're going with a sport. Well, that's when we went to Europe, man. Like everyone listening, Jordan and I went to Europe, like I think it was two years ago now. And uh, the fact that you get to go travel and, and play in an international professional lacrosse tournament and then afterwards go see Europe. It just makes the trip much, like so much more worthwhile. Oh, absolutely. I mean, where do we start? That trip was a blast. Okay, well, how about this? How about we'll start with the guys that just got back, and we'll give them a shout-out. Yeah, absolutely. Shout-out to the team. Um, best finish ever. Privateers. Yeah, Nova Scotia Privateers. They got second in the tournament, which is huge. Because you got to tell, tell, like, tell uh, people about how big of a tournament this is and where these teams come from. Teams come from all over the world. I think there's like 21 teams and they're literally from all over Europe. You get teams from Turkey, Israel, the United States, BC. It's crazy. It takes place in this uh, suburb of Prague called Raditan. And this place just loves lacrosse. I mean, the kids, adults, they just all go bananas for it. There's this beautiful outdoor arena yeah you know the sun shining they've got this incredible clubhouse it's i think three stories they've got a bar and a restaurant in it some great lemonade and yeah, uh, delicious yeah. pasta yeah. i think they've got like a rooftop patio that you can go out and check out the games on beers everywhere beers everywhere beers flowing yeah it's absolutely dirt cheap like 25 cents for a beer oh it's nothing like go over there with like a hundred canadian dollars just set for the week food wise yeah, you just got to watch. Um, it's interesting the way they pour the beers. 
it's like 30 crowns or it was when we went, yeah. which I don't know, works out to be a buck or something Canadian, two bucks Canadian, nothing. Yeah. But 15 of that is actually going towards your deposit on the cup. They have these really cool plastic cups yeah. that you can hook together. So if you're buying the boys around, you don't have to worry about having an armful and spilling. You can just hook them together and walk six back to the stands. Yeah. Now, the thing is you got to watch out for all the little local rugrats are running around. And the second you put your empty glass down, they're trying to scoop it up to take it and get some cash back or maybe trade it for a lemonade. I remember that kids would be running up to me like, hey, are you done with that? Like, no, I'm not done with that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Man, next time we go back, are you? we got to go next year. I, I think we've got to go this year. Like, As long as Roddy will take us, I'll just be like, Roddy, look, promise we'll be on time for practice. Yo, I forgot <laughs> about that. So the first practice, we, we get there like a week before, so we're prepared. But the first practice, <laughs> we sleep in, the alarm goes off, but we're with a guy that has was there last year. Shout out to Nick. And he was like, oh, Nick's going to get us there. No worries. And he completely forgot about where the rink was too. So we're running around Prague with like our heads cut off like chickens, whatever that term is. We're like 30 minutes late for the practice. It's piss pouring rain. All the guys are already on the floor. We eventually get there. And then our coach, Rod, he doesn't say anything. But like, you know, that feeling when you can just feel it from the look. He's pissed. And he was pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like you had a week to be here, and like we were there, yeah, we, 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 were, we were too busy to checking out the local sights and sounds in downtown Prague to get our asses over to the rink. I remember we were looking so much for this rink. We actually found a rink. Like we found, we we got off on the wrong train station. We're like, oh, here's the rink, and they're like, oh, this isn't the rink. Like how how rare is it? You're gonna find two rinks in Prague. Yeah, not uh, to mention you've got the major language barrier. So yeah. we're just waving with our arms. Rink arena. Yeah, we we had pictures on our iPhone. Like, hey, where is this? <laughs> like, what? They don't know. Where, oh my yeah, God. holding our lacrosse sticks up. They probably thought we were trying to rob them. Yeah, I, we had we had our gear and everything running around. But when we got there, what a having like what a feeling. Oh, like, it was amazing. Like, cause like you you hear stories about this place. I wish I can't even describe how cool this place is. It's like an outdoor box lacrosse ring green floor um well you you explained it i guess like if you do you know the name of it like if i could tell the people to look it up just I type do, in prog lacrosse ring yeah raditon outdoor box yeah, i think it's it's absolutely incredible and uh you know the whole town they make you feel like all stars like you'll you'll sign autographs all week um people just want to hear your story because you're from another part in the world Anyways, it's just incredible. And, like, yeah, the food is cheap. Uh, the beer is cheap. And everyone has something in common. Like, all those lacrosse players that come from all over the world, they're all, we're all the same people. We're, we're the same type. No, that's Levi. Anyway, I always found that uh, the, the sense of community over there was awesome. I yeah. Made, I made 20 friends the first day. Absolutely. Yeah, you, it's so cool meeting guys from all over the world that just love lacrosse. They're there to have a good time, play hard, and just take it all in. Yeah. It, it's crazy the how much the community gets behind you like i mean you and i were just both awestruck when kids are coming up to us and asking for autographs yeah. people that we don't know are cheering us on the stands like yeah. for a week i got to feel like i made it yeah i remember pulling up the second day because the first day was raining so they didn't put up the jumbotron but the second day we showed up for practice or maybe it was for a game or something and uh, the place was just packed. They were putting up a big jumbotron to like re-show the highlights and things like that. And you know, we don't experience things like I don't think I've ever experienced that when it came to lacrosse and experiencing it for the first time, scoring a goal, looking at your replay on the big screen. I don't know. It was. It just made you feel like a kid again. Oh, the atmosphere is absolutely electric, and it's beautiful weather that time of year in Prague. Beautiful, perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like late April, early May. 
you're walking around in shorts and a t-shirt, but it's not too hot. So when you're playing the games, it's not like you're out there sweating your bag off dying. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Get to get the eye black on, look good for the cameras. Yeah, I forgot about the eye black. And the dressing room. Remember the dressing rooms? They're all like, they're basically like prison cells. So small. <laughs> and everyone just crams into these little, literally cells. <laughs> yeah. And somehow gets their gear on. And there's like a shower at the end of the hall, but all the teams share it. So like you could have just been fighting a guy out there at a game, but you're in the showers with them. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. talk about a sense of community. Everyone just get, you know, everyone knows each other. It was wicked. And like when the games are done, you don't go home. You stick around. You have a beer. You have a, have a, a turkey dog, have something. And then you just watch some more games. It's because, you know, when you're a kid playing sports and tournaments, it's like you stick around, you know, you, you talk to people. And that's exactly what it's like, except for people all around the world. Absolutely. When you're there, you just don't want to leave. No. When the day don't. ends, it's like, oh, man, I got to go home. You literally yeah. feel like a little kid. Yeah. Well, that's another part of it, going home on the subway, because everyone goes on the subway. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. And everyone wears their jerseys, so, so you know, like, where they're from and things like that. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. All the guys, you know, they all play lacrosse, but everyone has their team apparel on, so you can pick out who's who and yeah. kind of eye guys up if you're playing them the next day, yeah. maybe push them off the... No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Spike their drink. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Pour a couple of vodka shots in that lemonade. <laughs> Um, uh, before this, we were talking about how you broke your arm. I want to t- tell that story. <laughs> I, so I, let, let t- tell like when you broke it to like the hospital. Yeah, I trust you. Do your thing. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. for sure. Well, I didn't break my arm. I sprained my wrist. Whatever. It makes but, it sound more effective. All right. Yeah, no. <laughs> chicks dig scars, right? <laughs> so it was in the quarterfinal games, game against Alberta. Just came off from colliding with a guy. Went to lay the big hit hit him but took the the brunt of it myself and my hand was just killing me and my gloves starting to get tight I'm like oh shit but I'm all the way over in Europe I'm not going to be like oh yeah let me go sit this one out so I just kept playing did you have health insurance I forgot to ask you I did not have health insurance (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) continue to play the rest of the tournament uh just trying to ice my hand and ignore it really yeah and it wasn't too too bad roddy kept telling me like i know what it means to put the jersey on but i can't let you play if you're injured so i just he's like you can stay on the bench and then obviously i just jump in line and play the entire game yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so anyways after the tournament's done me and belly are i have uh, some big travel plans lined yeah, up got so a i flight like ready to go yeah that night so we play uh our final game against a team from czech republic i think you're yeah disney masto the red yeah, guys yeah and so I'm like, well, I got to get this checked out. So there's a guy on the team who was dating a girl from Prague. So she's like, oh, I'll take you to the local hospital. So we go to the, this is the biggest hospital in Prague. And I kid you not, it was like a prison. No windows. No windows. It's just this giant compound. And so I walk through reception and they're like, okay, yeah, you need to go like through these back doors to building 2B down through there so I walk out and in between all these buildings is this grassy area and this is a first world country I mean we're not in Canada but there's fucking rams <laughs> running around <laughs> eating grass chasing each other to the trees so I feel like I'm watching walking through a wildlife park so I finally get down to emergency oh get God. everything checked in they say okay yeah, you're gonna need x-rays that'll be like 
400 crowns. So I have to leave the hospital, walk across the street to an ATM because they won't take V's at the hospital and get cash. I'm literally in the x-ray room handing the nurse all these bills. I don't know what they mean as she's queuing up my hand on the x-ray machine. Oh, my God. Thank God it wasn't broken. Just a bad sprain. (laughs) Well, the Rams are hitting each other in the background. Meanwhile, I, <laughs> I'm outside in the cab waiting because we got to go to the airport. So I'm sitting there in the cab texting him. I'm like, we're out front. We're out front. And I swear to God, I pull up and I thought we were at a prison. Like I, it, There was like security with people with guns out front. I was like, there's no way he's in here. And then you see Coyle roll out with his Lululemon hoodie, just kind of with a little big smile on his face, big cast around his arm. I'm like, I guess that's him. But then we just head to the airport, somehow make the flight and bada bing, bada boom. We're off to the races. We're off to the races. Oh, I remember that. I remember trying to organize a cab because I didn't see a cab that whole trip. And then some guy came up to me, like the tournament organizer. He's like, hey, you need a lift home or something? I was like, yeah, like I need a cab to the airport, which, by the way, we didn't have to pay for. The, the, it was covered by the tournament, which was awesome. That was like an hour drive. Yeah, major perk. Oh, my God. Red carpet been... treatment. Yes. And do you remember, so the tournament organizer actually drove Belly to pick me up at the hospital yeah. and drove us to the airport. Meanwhile, their home team, uh, the Raditan Custodes, were playing. were playing in the finals against Alberta. So his wife is literally calling him every 30 seconds. He ends up just leaving her on speakerphone and giving him the play-by-play yeah. while he's driving. That is how much these people love lacrosse. I, I didn't know. I feel bad now. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was his like team. I thought he was just a guy. No, that was his home team. Oh, I feel terrible now. We but, made him miss the game. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I feel like they're in the finals every other year, though. So Yeah, I guess. Who did, who did the privateers play against? They played Tel Aviv. Ooh, what team is that again? The, they're from Israel. They have a lot of American college guys, too, with that are of Jewish descent. Uh, but we played them to go to the quarterfinals. That was a really good game. I the think dark we, team, black, they had black jerseys? Uh, red with like the black shoulders, really nice jerseys. Red accentuated with a bit of gold. They had that know. one filthy sniper that had long hair. Bergman, I think. I don't know. What was his name? We got to get back there, man. Just bring, Just talking about this. Yeah, that this is the year, 100%. Next year, we're going back. Uh, Roddy, if you're listening, we're coming We're coming in hot. Yeah, by the way, we've been talking about Roddy. Big shout out. Roddy, Rod Humphreys is quite literally the backbone of this team and senior lacrosse in Nova Scotia for that matter. There's a lot of people that put in work behind the scenes, but nobody works nearly as hard as Roddy and his wife, Ellen, and they make this trip happen every single year mm. for the boys. Like I feel like that term gets overused a little bit, but Roddy is the definition of for the boys. Absolutely. Shout out to Rod. Love you, buddy. Um, okay, well, I want to move on to... Um, wait one second. Let me see what we got. Oh, yeah. So I want to talk about the growth of lacrosse and maybe some... The growth, the growth of lacrosse in Nova Scotia, and maybe what did you take in school? Marketing. Yeah, I majored in marketing. So, what do you think are maybe some tricks in Nova Scotia for getting a little bit more of a fan base in uh, in Nova Scotia? Try to build up the game of lacrosse. I honestly pick your brain. Yeah, I think that's got to start at the grassroots level. I know this is something that every sport wants to do, but I really think that lacrosse needs to get a better grassroots program going, and that's 
throughout the entire province, all the organizations, just because the more kids you get involved at a young age, the more are going to love it and want to watch it as they're older or play as they're older, mm. the more their friends are going to get into it, get exposure. Well, that and, was, and it, that, go, it goes yeah. a long, long way. I mean, yeah, look at you and all the Northwest boys that you came through that we play with now. Like you guys are all buddies, you, Berkey, Jasper, mm. the Gagnés. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The reason I think that it's kind of falling off is because hockey is turning into a uh, all-year sport. Because I remember f- back when we played it, it was in the summer. Hockey was done, and I was done. To be, I was pumped to be done with hockey to start lacrosse. But now I feel like that sport has just become all year round, and kids aren't playing like you said at the grassroots. Yeah, I think uh, that's a problem. I think that's facing the entire country. When I first got into coaching. Um, always used to think like oh in Ontario and used to hear this from other people too like in Ontario and BC kids don't play spring hockey it's it's just lacrosse they're so hardcore but the first year I was coaching at nationals was talking to uh, Troy Cordingly two-time NLL coach of the year not a big deal and he mentioned that they're losing a lot of their top end talent to hockey as well he was saying how a couple of their best players from the year before didn't come back because they were so involved in spring hockey and getting ready for tryouts in the fall so i think that's something that the entire country faces and sports are getting so specialized these days it's just becoming more competitive so the more i really believe the more kids we can get involved playing lacrosse at a young age and it's a, it can be a tough sell. I mean, if you don't play hockey, that's a lot of gear to get. If you play hockey, it's pretty easy. You've already got like the bucket. You can wear your gloves for a couple of years to, you know, yeah. want to upgrade to the lax gloves. Pads too. Yeah, shoulder pads, arm pads. Yeah. All you really need is kidney pads and a stick. And who yeah. doesn't have a pair of gym shoes? But for kids that maybe don't play hockey, it can be a tougher sell because, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this sport. So I know there's programs with other sports where Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons helps out with gear it would be fantastic to have somebody who has some skin in the lacrosse game that has that kind of power to get involved and push that envelope a little bit or maybe even a borrow program where for if it's a kid's first year playing they can borrow gear just to make maybe it a little less daunting but the more kids going around to elementary schools um going to yeah whatever you got to do just to get the sport out there more because i've honestly never heard anybody who's gone to see a game and be like oh yeah i don't want to watch lacrosse again everybody loves it yeah it's a great sport it's, it's fantastic a, it's something honestly the uh, a problem i also thought too was parents at a young age looking at the physicality of it because we know how soft this generation is and things are you know up and you know i don't have to go into detail about <laughs> that, but i remember just being at like dinner parties with like distant relatives are like, you know, I'm not going to get into detail about where I go, but, and I ever bring up the fact that I play lacrosse, there's a lot of stereotypical conversations that go on about how rough it is at concussions and slashing and things like that. But until you actually have your kid or you actually play it and you can tell it, it's, it's not that painful. You, you, you run through it and it's, it's fine. But I think that's a huge stereotypical thing, especially at a younger age. When parents don't want their kids to be slashed or hit or things like that. Oh, yeah. They're up in the stands wincing when their kid takes yeah. a little body check. Little do they know the kid hitting him's 11 years old, yeah. 67 pounds, yeah. and your son can hardly feel Anything. getting bodied. Exactly. You got gear on. You'll be fine. I remember that. I was nervous going into it, but I was just like, yeah, I can do it. I'm quick. And you but realize, like, too, it, it's, it's not going to kill you. Like, yeah. You just, you just, just like go through it. Exactly. That's the way I looked at it. If you can block a shot in hockey, you can take a little tap on the arm. And you have so much gear. Like, no one even touches you. No. It's fine. 
And if you do get hit, it just kind of invigorates you. Yeah, it does. It just gets makes you, you run a little bit faster. Honestly, a key to waking up and playing a great game of lacrosse is to get hit. I remember <laughs> if I'm ever out of the game and I'm not playing well, I'll just go into the dirty areas and get and get hit because it wakes up your whole body. You get pissed off a little bit. Absolutely. I know you use that trick. You've said that to me multiple times. Yeah. I just need to go out there and get hit. I got to go get hit because there's times where I'm just not in the zone. And if, as soon as you get the body laid on you, you're just like, all right, it's go time. Belly will get crushed and then scoop up the loose ball and go down and score. Oh, man. Just talking about I, it's been like a year since I've well, last year. We only played the one game, but I'm excited. Like this is I'm very excited to get out there and play. Oh, it's it's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to getting things rolling with the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year. It's the spring, like the summer's coming on. There's lots of cool stuff going on too. Um, One thing I wanted to mention is for the first time ever, Nova Scotia is sending an actual team to Founders. In the past, they've always sent an all-star team, but this year they're sending the Dartmouth Bandits who won the Junior A-League last year. So Founders is a national championship. Congratulations to them. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So that's just one step further into you know Nova Scotia taking kind of the next step to being... Yeah. one of the top powers sending a team rather than an all-star team the founders was did you play in the founders no i didn't it's a great tournament it would it's uh it's great exposure for everyone it's the the best junior talent there is in the country it's a lot of fun it's a great time um i also wanted to talk to you about uh or no no we already talked about that yeah the growth of lacrosse in nova scotia um europe stories let's do you want to talk a little bit of nhl playoffs because it has been pretty crazy do you want to talk about any? Is there anything else that you want to cover? Because I do want to talk playoffs. We can definitely talk playoffs. Um, but I feel there's a but. Yeah, there is a but. What? Let's get into the Europe stuff a little bit more. Okay. All right, we'll get into the I Europe. I feel like we have some uh, good okay. stories after the fact. Okay, you start then. You go. So, you go. <laughs> give, me, give me one, and then I'll lead off it. This one always uh, stands out with me, but... After Belly picked me up at the hospital, we caught a flight and we were heading to Croatia. Yeah. But it was a bit of a roundabout way to get there. We're both trying to save some cash and <laughs> trying to do things the most efficient way. And flights right to Croatia were f- like ridiculous $600, $700 yeah. for one way. Yeah. But uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we found a pretty roundabout route where if we flew to England, s- slept in the airport for a night, and then flew to Italy, we could get there for like $72. So, of course, we're all over it. <laughs> So we land in England, sleep in the airport for a couple hours, wake up, catch an early flight to Rome. We get to Rome, you know, we slept on the plane, we're pretty tired, and we're looking around for our gate. Yeah. And we just, we can't find it anywhere. Yeah. So we go up and ask the help desk, uh, yeah, we're looking for, I think it was like Vueling Airlines, and they said, oh no, that's at the other airport. <laughs> so our flight's in like 30 minutes. <laughs> So we 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 jump in a cab, probably the only non-stereotypical Italian cab driver, because this guy was just taking his sweet time. Oh, We're my. pressing him like, "Step on it, buddy!" The guys, Let's like, go. showing us the sights. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, and oh, over there's the Leaning Tower piece. They're yeah. like, "Okay, cool, buddy. Yeah, we don't care. Like, we got a beach to be on ASAP." <laughs> I forgot about that. So. We miss our flight. Yeah. We're, we're trying to scamper, get another flight booked. We finally realize, okay, this isn't happening today. We're starving, haven't eaten since the night before. Let's go get some food, and then we'll sort things out. So we go to the airport cafeteria. We're in Italy. All right, let's get some pasta, a little spaghetti <laughs> and meatballs, Caesar salad. Sit down at this table. It's just enough is enough. We're ready to chill. 
as soon as Belly puts his tray down, a bird flies overhead because they have birds flying all over this airport, which we found out after this, and just takes a huge shit right in the middle of his pasta. Fucking peasants in the airport. I'm just so happy. Like, you know, we have those, you know, when you're traveling to Europe, you have those big backpacks and, you know, it weighs on your back and you just feel like the whole world is against you at this point. Nothing's going your way. You sit down, you got a nice meal in front of you, nice uh I think I got a beer, whatever it was, water. I don't even care at this point. I'm excited to sit down and eat. And then the next thing you know, shit, right in the spaghetti. I was like, come on. It just can't get any worse. I felt like the whole trip was against me. <laughs> Anyways, as soon as I was over, though, and we knew our flight was ready to go the next day, we get to the, what was it called? The, uh, I guess it was a hotel. It wasn't a motel. No, it was a hotel. Yeah, it was a hotel. We had yeah. to take the train. Like, yeah, we- oh, to- all the hotels in Rome were so expensive, so we stayed on the outskirts. Yeah, we couldn't stay in the fucking thing. I remember that. And we get we were at the stop to get out to our hotel, and there was a bunch of like Italian bikers that were on tour or something, and they were blocking the exit. So the train only stops for like maybe five seconds, and they were blocking the exit, so we couldn't get out. So we had to go all the way down to the next stop, which was like ten minutes, and then we didn't know how to get back the other way. So we're sitting at this bus that didn't come for like an hour and a half. We're in the middle of Italy with locals, like playing soccer with kids. Like, there, yeah, there's literally tumbleweed blowing by on this dusty old country road. <laughs> oh my god, I just just talking about it infuriates me. Anyways, as soon as we got to the hotel, it was fine. As soon as we took a nap and woke up, crushed some beers. Remember we went to that Italian little hole in the wall, grabbed some pizza and beer, and we watched the soccer game? Oh, that was amazing. As soon as we were there and we knew that we had a flight in the morning to go to Croatia, it's like, oh, we're laughing. Yeah, we're comfortable now. Everything's ready to go. Yeah. Kind of back on track. It was a nice little bump in the road. Yeah. Made things more exciting. The pizza was phenomenal. Phenomenal pizza. We went to Italy to get pizza. And I remember the flight going to Croatia. I was terrified of that plane. <laughs> like they were doing they were doing mechanical work on it as we were getting on. They were like tightening screws. And we're jumping on this thing. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and this isn't your typical Air Canada maintenance crew. This yeah. is fucking... Italian bootland. Yeah. Airplane. Jo- yeah. No name brand. Joey and Luciani out there with a couple monkey wrenches. Oh, my God. Banging on the engine. And whenever you hear of like a plane going down, it's always... It's never in Canada. It's always go, oh, yeah, plane went down in Croatia. It's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's like, yeah, that's going to be us here. And anyways, we somehow made it. Oh, fucking incredible time. <laughs> Any recommendations of anyone trying to go over to Europe, go to Croatia? Absolutely. But when the kid renting you the motorboat says go left. Oh, my God. Do you want to tell that story? I, I think you can tell this story. So, Coyle and I and another guy from UNB. What was his name again? Uh, Mark. I forget his last name. I apologize we ran into a guy that was Yeah, we ran into a guy from UNB. He was just wearing a hoodie named Mark. Anyways, we, he, we hung out the whole trip together. So, we rent a boat uh, at Croatia. And apparently, there's this cool like rope swing or something like an island off the coast of Croatia. And this kid gives us, gives us a map. And he's like, okay, go out of the cove and go left. And we're just like, okay. He goes, you'll see it. And when he says kid, he means kid. I mean, we're wondering, why isn't this guy in school? He's probably 14 years old. Kid. Renting us a motorboat. Yeah. He's a kid. Anyway, so we go left. And actually, the first half of the trip was awesome. Like, seas were calm. We went up the coast of Croatia. And you got to remember the boat that we're in is just like a putt-putt boat. Go on my Instagram. You can see the boat in my Instagram picture. It's like the sixth one down. I'm sitting in it, tagged in Croatia. So we go up. We actually pull up to this, like, dock because we see this little like we don't even know if it's a restaurant we just see like a 
a bunch of people sitting out on it. Not a bunch of people, just a couple guys sitting out on a deck eating food. And we're starving at this point because we think that this island is like right around the corner. But an hour later, we're still going. And we're like, fuck this, man. We got to eat. So we pull over to the side of a cave, essentially. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> we knock on this door. And we're just like, hey, like, is this a restaurant? Are you open? And the guy's like, well, we're not open, but like we're testing food out. And we're like, we'll, we'll give you money. Please feed us. So me, Jordan, and Mark are sitting on this like mountain on the side of Croatia eating like octopus, tomatoes, cheeses, breads, like a pure Italian meal. Like one of the most cultured experiences I've ever had in my entire life. M- million dollar view. Yeah. So after this, we head back down the mountain, jump on our boat, and there's like a beach right next to the to the restaurant the thing that we were just in and the water is clear as day you could see the bottom we anchor our boat we jump out there's a, a little local beach with local people we feel like a local 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 everything local and uh, you know we we hang out around there for a bit so the whole trip halfway it's like probably four three hours so it's time to turn back because we want to get ready for the night but the wind kind of picked up it wasn't the best weather and Jordan's the only one that kind of has any boating experience and me and Mark were just kind of sitting there you tell the rest of the story <laughs> I can't tell well then so we pull out of the cove where this beautiful private beach is we're all relaxed we've been swimming sunbathing we're just thinking all right cannot wait to get back to Havar and Paradise. party tonight yeah so we pull out around the corner and for the most part except where there's some little inlets where there are beaches we're just basically up against this mountain yeah. Like these cliff sides. So there's nowhere to pull over if the going gets tough, only maybe every couple kilometers. And this is a perfect story of how all three Canadian tourists die in Croatia. I bet <laughs> <Yeah>. that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. And the wind starts to pick up, and the motorboat, like Belly mentioned, it's a little putt putt boat, is just starting to go up and down and up and down. And I mean, by the time we get back near to the harbor, it's starting to feel like the perfect storm. I kid you not. Yeah, I don't know how we didn't run out of gas, by the way. Uh, yeah, not to mention that's another thing. We've got nothing in that. We're shaking this little metal gas tank trying to get the last juice out of it because oh, we obviously went way too far. Way too far. Finally, we make it back safe and sound. It was a bit of a stressful experience. Once we yeah. hit land, it was awesome. Yeah. Incredible. We were also laughing the entire time. That kid was long gone when we got there. Oh, we just kind of yeah. left the boat there. I still don't know if he has it. Oh, yeah. So we left the boat. The kid was gone, and he's the kind of one who takes it through the marina and parks it. So we left the boat tied up, like, right on the harbor wall, which is where all the nice yachts and stuff are supposed to park. So here's three Canadians just yeah. hopping out, leaving this absolute menace of a boat. It was basically a two-by-four with a motor is basically <laughs> what the fucking boat was. Oh, my God. No, like, didn't sign any documents, no insurance, nothing. Just, hey, you guys got some money? All right, here's the boat. Just nothing, which I kind of admire. I kind of like that style of living. Just kind of, all right, you give me this, I'll give you this. I like that. Yeah, I feel like that exists a lot in other places in the world, especially in Europe. I found uh, they just enjoy life. Yeah. Like, they're they're working to live. They're not living to work. Yeah, absolutely. burger place that we went to that one time i think he was like american or Canadian. he was something he wasn't yeah he wasn't i think you i think he was american anyways he showed up there like 30 years ago opened up a burger joint and he was just like as soon as i got here i was like i'm not leaving just loved it and just like that's the perfect lifestyle for me just does what he wants to do yeah hangs out in paradise 365 yeah. days of the year and like right on the water the clearest i can't 
we got to get back there. Absolutely. I remember when we left, we were both saying, no matter what, we at some back. point in my life, we're coming back to Havar. I loved how like there was, it wasn't commercialized. Like there was no advertisements. There was no Coca Cola. It was just mom and pop shops with convenience stores and hostels. You know. Yeah. And like there was no roads. It was just walked everywhere. If you did get a motorized something, it was a scooter. Super authentic. Yeah. Cobblestone streets. Yeah. Do you remember when we were walking back from the bar one night and we were walking along the harbor and this monster wave comes and we see it coming. So we're a bit ahead of it. We run up on these stairs, but no, there's no saving us. We still just get completely smoked. Soaked. Had to travel the next day. Everything's so soaked. Our shoes are soaked. Our pants are soaked. So you're not bringing that many clothes on a trip like this when yeah. you're getting up and going. Yeah. We only had one pair of shoes each. Yeah. I forgot about that too. The, yeah, like the sidewalks were made out of like clay or like they were like falling apart into the water. I remember that. And it was right next to the club that we were in in that little alleyway. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. What a fun trip that was. It was great to meet that Mark guy too. I wonder what he's doing. Do you have him on social media or anything? I have him on Snapchat, but uh, I feel like he's a lot less active than he used to be. Yeah. It, it's just crazy. It shows how small of a world it is. We're literally sitting on a bench drinking a coffee waiting to get the ferry yeah. to this island. And we see a guy walk by in a UMB hoodie. Varsity Reds men's volleyball hoodie. So we're like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Go to UMB and just hit it off. Guy was a complete beauty. And yeah. we spent the next three or four days with him. Yeah, he was a great guy. His hostel was wicked too up on that mountain. It's funny you mentioned that we went and got we went, we went and got coffee in Croatia. The coffee shop that we went into. So you got our picture like Jordan and I, we stink, got big backpacks <laughs> on, just flew in from Italy. Like we're just pumped to get on this ferry to go to Havar. And we pull into this like posh, like rich, person espresso bar people like smoking like those long cigarettes like you know what i mean and me and jordan two stinky canadians roll up in there hey we get an espresso everyone's looking at us everywhere i remember just feeling the looks like everywhere we'd sip that thing and just got the fuck out of there <laughs> yeah everyone's that. dressed to the nines we're both wearing like sweats or tracks yeah grubby t-shirts yeah i fucking remember the class 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 that place was yeah hitting up the barista uh yeah excuse me what's your wi-fi <laughs> yes what the wi-fi was for i forgot about that i mean that's your lifeline we yeah they i love that's i uh, kind of admire that too it's a simple life they don't need phones like, i don't mind that it's a, it's a different it's a different life over there it's good but no what what a trip though next time we go uh i think greece is in our sights absolutely Joseph Ferris, he's going with Costa. i think this year they're going so oh. we gotta, I gotta uh, yeah, go. I've, I've heard the islands over there are just bananas. And one thing I'd like to do as well is like stay in one place longer. You know what I mean? Instead of jump, like stay and like really get to it. Like Croatia, we should have stayed a bit longer. Yeah, I agree. But there was just at the time there was so much to take in. So much. One, But yeah, it would be nice to stay longer. One thing that was nice for what we were doing is we're over there for two weeks we're getting our money's worth we're gonna go out every single night but after like night two in a city you're feeling kind of drained you're ready to roll but it's nice you wake up in the morning shower yeah and all of a sudden it's like okay we've literally got to go catch a flight to budapest now yeah or catch a flight to poland and it kind of just all of a sudden you're in a new in city a, yeah. checking into a new hostel yeah and you found a whole new bunch of energy yeah it does it does get you going absolutely like that's one nice thing for a trip like that just knowing you're going to the airport you're going to be in another country remember when we were on the train and we were asleep and then guys woke us up with like 
machine guns essentially and they're like where's your passport because they had to stamp us because we were going from one country to the other and they always stopped on the borderline and jordan and i are just trying to get some sleep like anywhere passed out shoes off just cuddled up on a bench not me and him cuddled up but he's on one bench i'm on the other (laughs) and and like uh and these fucking military guys wake us up with like guns like hey where are your passports it's like you know oh fuck I remember that, man. Yeah, and they got us twice because they got us when we were leaving Croatia. Yeah. So we startled awake, showed them our passports, fell back asleep, and then, you know, probably two minutes later, but what felt like an eternity, the train's lurching again, and there's two different guys coming on to welcome us to Hungary. <laughs> yeah, my, my passport was full of stamps. I fucking forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jasper's in Barcelona right now. Is he with Drew? I felt like him and yeah. Drew were going to do some traveling him together with uh, both their girlfriends. Murph and Bree. Yeah. yeah, they're out all down there. Man, that's... I'm trying to stay off social media. <laughs> completely jealous. Yeah, those guys aren't having any fun over yeah, there. Absolutely not. Did you, see the, did you see the snaps, though? The weather over there right now is beautiful. It looks, yeah, absolutely beautiful. unreal. It's not like this. Actually, it's pretty nice in Halifax today. Yeah, not Spain weather, though. No. Have you ever been to Spain? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Went once for a couple of days. Where'd Very, you go? Barcelona? Uh, no, we, uh, well, I was in Portugal and we were there for a few nights and just randomly woke up one morning and we're like, hey, let's rent a car and drive to Spain. Oh, you told me this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so just drove across the border and stopped at the first big city. I I have it on a keychain somewhere. It's like <laughs> Playa Umbria was the name of the main beach there. I'll never forget that. That's my dad's favorite place, Portugal. He says, I got to go back. He loves it. Um, that's okay. Let's go playoffs here because we're almost we're at an hour. Okay, let's um, do this. So who do you who who do you have winning? Uh, Winnipeg, Nashville. I got the Jets. I yeah. feel like they're two phenomenal teams. It's clash of the Titans. Yeah. I think a lot of people are giving the favor to the Preds based on the fact that they made it to the Cup final last year. Mm-hmm. And I could be t- way off on this prediction, but I feel like the Jets got this. They've got a ton of firepower up front. They got big buff holding down the back end. Yeah. And Connor Hellebuck seems dialed in. Ooh, what a great answer, man. You could be a sport analyst. Like, that was in, you were in dial with that. I missed my calling. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Uh, okay, let's go. We'll go coaster. Not James Duffy, Bob McKenzie, if you're listening, give me yeah. the call up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give him the call up. All right, let's go uh, Pittsburgh, Washington. Sidney Crosby, Penn's got this. They're winning the cup. You don't think he's too tired? No. You think, you think I think go? I think every series that they get down and people start to doubt him, people start to doubt the team because they've got a phenomenal team. It's yeah. not just Cross. He is the best player in the world. So you think they're winning the cup again? Yeah. You think the three peats happening? Three peats happening, hundred percent. Game seven, game six. Do you or like? I mean, this series, Washington Pittsburgh. Do you think it's going seven or six? This is going six. Washington's going s- yeah. Washington's got their two, and that's it. That's yeah. They're done. All right. Well, let's go Tampa. Um, Tampa Boston. Do you got a coin I can flip on this one? Yeah, isn't it bad? No one knows. It's, no, it's crazy. Really, really. I, I, I would go. I would go Boston. Um, I feel like they've got a couple guys that have done it before. Just experience, exactly. yeah, that know what it takes. And yeah. I, I, yeah, whoever comes out of this is is going to be good. But I think they're both going to beat each other up. I think Boston's just a little bit deeper. And I, I don't believe in that whole beat-up thing in the playoffs. I, I feel like in the playoffs, everyone has another another level they can go to. It's like, oh, yeah, Boston's beat up right now over the Toronto series. It's like, no. When you're in a game against Tampa, you're going to give it everything you have. There's no such thing as beat-up. Like, you, you'll run through a wall for anyone on that team. Yeah, they've made it that far. That's yeah. a good. That's a really good point. Yeah. I like There's that. There's no such thing as, like, giving up. Like, how many times do you make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs? You know, it's... I don't believe in that. Um, okay, so let's go Vegas, uh, San Jose. 
All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Vegas. Well, I think they're going to win the cup, man. They, I think- that would be one hell of a party. I would have no problem with them winning just to follow every player on their team on Instagram to see what they're getting up to yeah. for the next, I don't know, two weeks after they win the cup. Yeah. Talk about a crazy documentary that would be made after they won. Oh, The first amazing. franchise team or the expansion team to ever win first year. Yeah, I feel like they've got lots of great characters on that team Definitely. too. Like Mark Andre Fleury, the real deal, James Neal. They're the a super deal. exciting team. They have a, a great like behind the scenes like little show that they do. Like you know the Pens do one called In the Room. Yeah, well, Vegas has one too, and it is incredible. The team is so tight. You wouldn't think that because it's Vegas, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but everyone hangs out together because like everyone has a chip on their shoulder, and every not that's not the point why everyone hangs out together. But everyone is kind of the same player. Everyone has a chip on their shoulder trying to prove themselves in the NHL. At least at the beginning of the year when I was watching the documentary, and once everyone kind of found out that they were going to be together, it was such a tight knit group. It looked like it was really cool team that's amazing what's it called uh i think just black knights or something like that it was a stupid name but great great show i know what i'll be doing for the rest of the evening yeah it's a great looking show. forward to tuning and in it, they, they go back to like the first episode was the day after the vegas shooting so that even brought them closer together like things like that anyway it was a great it's a great documentary uh, or not even a documentary just show yeah and they're on such a hot streak and i feel like everyone's been waiting all year for it to slow down and they just haven't it's just a not it's like waves at the beach just keeps coming and coming and coming yeah and it's it's a lot of fun one thing about the documentaries these days we're we live at such a fortunate time where we can get such an inside view into athletes lives what's going on with teams with social media these documentaries i feel like a lot of athletes are happy to put themselves out there especially hockey players NBA players, NFL players, even baseball players too. Yeah. But you, you know, you follow some guys on Instagram, you follow the sports accounts, you see all these incredible videos of, yeah. of what their lives are like. It's yeah. really cool to get the inside view. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm a huge behind the scenes junkie. You know what I love behind the scenes is UFC. I love watching fighters as soon as they're done a fight, like go back in the room and just be like, just exhausted. I love that stuff. But even, yeah, like you said, hockey, baseball, football, all that stuff. I love it. But UFC, like the Conor McGregor stuff. Oh, oh. yeah. When they had the, uh, when Showtime had the show, the four episode, I think it was leading was up to him. That. Oh, so good. So they did good. The, yeah. We're Toronto, New York, LA, and then one in london like yeah and mayweather's just going to pool parties yeah i'm a bx girl collection wednesday night yeah. thursday night <laughs> friday, friday night, night. <laughs> saturday before the fight and saturday after the fight <laughs> oh man i forgot about that fight what a mayhem what a crazy fight yeah that was liter- that was literally a circus apparently the, it, they're talking about doing ufc now i don't know it's probably just a money grab Do yeah you- i mean they get paid for sure but I, I I don't think Mayweather wants to get in the ring. Yeah, why would you want to get in the ring if you're Mayweather and you have all that money? That's another conversation. I don't want to get into. Yeah, we could we go could ramble for forever. Yeah. Did we talk about all the playoff series? There's only four. Yeah, yeah we, we got we got them all covered. And you said Pens are winning the cup. Pens are winning the cup. I say Vegas is winning the cup. So okay. it'd be cool if Vegas and that would be a great story because Flurry Pittsburgh. Oh, amazing! I think at the All Star game, him and all the Pittsburgh boys were hanging out, which is pretty cool to see yeah. how close they are. And yeah. when Vegas went to Pittsburgh this year, Flurry went like into the Pens dressing room, like not nervous at all, just went in because it's his room. He can do whatever he wants. Absolutely. And just like went and like joked around with Crosby and Latang. That was on the in the room, the Pens TV show. If you watch that episode, that was really good. It, the, and then he went and got his ring too because they won the cup that year yeah. so he didn't get it so like Lemieux and the GM I forget his name and the owner they all gave him uh, 
his ring. It was a great episode. I can imagine everyone's so grateful for what he did. Three cups, man. Think about Murray, man. Murray's 23. He could have three cups. <laughs> three Stanley Cups in three years. His first three years. That'll never be done again if it happens. Well, two Stanley Cups in your first two years. I don't know if that'll Especially ever be done. as a goalie. Yeah. I feel like goalies take a long time to mature, especially yeah. in today's NHL. You hear about these great prospects, but yeah. then you don't hear about them, and all of a sudden, 10 years later, they're in the NHL because they've gone through the farm system, yeah. put yeah. in the work. It'll be interesting. Um, all right, we're up at an hour here. Um, I think we're going to cut it there. Do you have anything else to say to the people out there? No, thanks a ton for having me on, Belly. Really appreciate it. You're going to have to come back. Absolutely, I'd love to. get you back and a couple of the other boys, talk some more lacrosse, like maybe like midway through the season or something. That'd be great. I think Newt's would be a great guy to get on this show. Brandon Newton, we'll get him on. He's got lots of good stories. Jordan, thanks again once for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You are the man. Everyone that's listening, I appreciate all the support. Uh, once again, Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, comment. I love you guys. We're out.